daughters, sisters, and wives. They're gonna change our lives. Big women, big girls. They'll make a better world. Invest in her. Now here's your host, Catherine Gray. Welcome to the Invest in Her podcast series. We're so proud to have on a very special guest today who's an extraordinary entrepreneur. As you know, every week we feature founders and funders because women are so underfunded and this program is to address that. How are we going to accelerate the funding of women? Because that will help change the world. You know, we get less than 15% of funding women do and that means men get 85 percent uh boy wouldn't it be nice if we could flip that well we are on a mission to do that and to at least accelerate the funding of women uh through our program and through our she angels project which is a tv series and also a foundation uh so you can look us up at sheangelsfoundation.org and com and uh join our movement so thank you so much for being here today Adriana Vasquez Ortiz. How are you? I'm great. Thank you so much for having me, Catherine. And I'm super excited about chatting today. I love the mission. And I think there's plenty of work ahead to do, but it's people like you and uh, your organization that will help us get there. Well, thank you. And, you know, it's funders like you that give us a reason to want to do that. There are so many founders out there doing extraordinary things like you are that uh, are not getting funded. And so how are we going to solve that issue? And one way is getting more female funders. In other words, teaching more women uh, how to be investors and encouraging venture capital companies to hire more women because it's a known fact when there's a woman decision maker at the table, they are more likely to identify with your product uh, as a woman um, and you're more likely to get funding. So here you are often just pitching all men and uh, they often don't identify with your product. And that's especially true with someone like you, uh, your company, uh, Lilu uh, Incorporated, uh, has created a special type of uh, bra that makes life easier for uh, moms that have just had new babies. And uh, we're going to talk about this patent that you've created that is revolutionizing this billion-dollar industry and, and talk about why someone would want to invest in your company. Um, first of all, let's talk about your background. You were sharing with me that you uh, migrated from Mexico to the United States. Is that right? Yeah, that's right. Um, I left Mexico when I was 18 to pursue my uh, bachelor's degree at MIT. Um, so I left at 18. Uh, I was open to you know, the idea of uh, going back to Mexico or exploring the rest of the world. But what you know, attracted me to um, staying are the immense opportunities that there are here and kind of like the breaking development, like, the technology ecosystem and entrepreneurial ecosystem. So in a blink of an eye, it feels, uh, you know, more than 10 years have gone by. And uh, here I am uh, building my company um, that's uh, hopefully, you know, going to make life easier for new moms in the U.S., but also globally. Absolutely. And, you know, 
how lucky are we to have people like you migrate to America where you have uh, gotten degrees, not just from uh, MIT, but also Penn, uh, amazingly smart woman you are. How lucky are we to have people come to our country and create uh, groundbreaking products like this? This is why uh, immigration is so important. And I know it's a topic in the world today. And you're a perfect example of how lucky we are to attract people to our country uh, that have the innovation uh, that you do. And I know you have this patent for your bra that um, is patent pending in both the US and China. And I find that very interesting. I think if there's other inventors out there, they'd probably be interested in how and why you're applying for patent pending both in the US and China. I would think China would be, I'm sorry to say, very precarious. Like, <laughs> You know, is it is it a trustworthy type of, you know, um, opportunity? Because, uh, you know, I've often heard of people getting, you know, copied from people right. in China. It's not maybe not as copacetic as in the U.S., although I'm sure it happens in the U.S. as well. But what made you decide to apply for pat pending uh, your pat your patent both in the U.S. and China? Let's start with that. Yeah. Um, so. The, our IP strategy, of course, it has to do with uh, defensibility, uh, one thing, uh, but more than that is, you know, it does open several avenues for a company, like, you know, licensing um, and white, white labeling our product are things that are um, not like off the table, uh, even though we are really, you know, what we're really building here is a, is a brand. So we, we really want to have a little bit of more control and defensibility of our patents. But again, patents, we see them also as avenues, you know, that of creating value, it allows, you know, it's a very, it's one of those like um, assets, right, that now are, are part of our company's um, intellectual property. And why seek a patent in, in uh, China in parallel to in the US? Uh, we're looking two things. One is first our, our main, um, our initial markets. So we, we are right now um, selling in the US our product, uh, but there's been a lot of interest for innovations in maternity and breastfeeding and breast pumping in some Asian countries and China is one of them. Uh, we're actually in conversations to take the product to uh, Singapore and Japan. So, you know, next we'll have to have patent pending there. Um, I love it. The sky is the limit. I like a big thinker. And, you know, now that I'm thinking about it, I guess it does make sense to get the patent in those countries so that they don't copy what you're doing. Um, you know, um, you, uh, have a very extraordinary background also. Like I know you worked in software with Morgan Stanley and several other companies. Tell us about that because I know if someone's going to invest in you, they want to know not only did you go to, you know, MIT and Penn, which of course are very prestigious, but you know, what have you done in the work world? Yeah, of course. Uh, well, my, my background and uh, interest has really always been in technology. Uh, you know, I was uh, even like a, as a like growing up, um, I was like a tinkerer. I would love to, you know, um, figure out how, how do computers work. And eventually, you know, that took me down this path of like, I think there's so much we can do to unlock the power of technology to um, make our lives easier, to improve healthcare outcomes, and to bring joy to people. So that sounds pretty grandiose. <laughs> uh, but I, that's but the, you I know what, that's the way I like the way women inventors think. I, I think it's a little different than the way men think. We actually don't just think about the technology, but we think about 
how it actually brings people joy. I think that's a really cool thing that you just said. Yeah. So I, um, I happen to have this interest in uh, robotics. Uh, obviously, for my bachelor's, I first uh, took a more theoretical approach. So I studied math with computer science. So, you know, very, very theoretical. But I see it as like a big foundation and like, you know, the big blocks of how, um, how do we even think about uh, innovating and building new technology today? That's how I see math. But um, into, in the workforce, I focused in, uh, you know, I worked in fintech. I also worked in uh, algorithmic research at BMW. Um, and it sounds like what, what, what do they have in common? But what, I, what took me to those places was the interest in how people used our technology and would be applying, you know, these complex algorithms, but then have results that would be immediately readable by a human and would inform humans on how to make decisions. Um, and that is kind of like at the intersection of what I call, what we call a user experience, right? So that's all sophisticated words for the user experience and how we interact with technology. So um, what that led me to is again, really thinking about this notion. Um, there's a fantastic book called Enchanted Objects that talks about how with the internet of things and smart objects, um, you know, we can just like a simple tool that we are used to think about, you know, it's like not smart, not connected, but suddenly it has this, you know, amazing uh, uh, power again to really transform our lives and interact and how we interact with it. And also thinking about how can we also break from technology that's only tied to the screen, right? All the like the apps, everything, you know, we leave like stuck to our screens now, but there's right. so much more innovation outside right. of the world of the screen. Applying so, it to fashion is becoming very popular, like with what you're doing. So combining, I think that that's like combining technology, combining research, combining, um, you know, uh, algorithms, and then thinking how does that affect our life? And for me, it ties down to the physical world again, right? There are problems that we can only solve with physical product innovation. And, uh, you know, uh, as bizarre as that sounds, I really do come from that technology and product background. Um, and how I came to be in the maternity space is that at that point in my career, I started to see all these amazing women around me, all these engineers, award-winning designers, and they were transitioning, you know, back from maternity leave, back into these like high-paced careers. But all of a sudden, they, they, they were struggling with these uh, quote-unquote easy and natural things to do like breastfeeding and and you know when I saw the first time I saw a breast pump I was like oh my god you know am I looking at a machine from you know like the 1800s or what um, it really antiquated wasn't it yeah and so that really contrasted with my vision of technology and why I even went into the field of technology and it made me pause and realize okay why are, don't we have like better innovation for for women and I think right as I um spend more and more of my time and career dedicated in, uh, you know, uh, women's health, it all ties back to, okay, there's like, there's not enough women in VC, there's not enough women, like founders getting funded, but even before that, there's not enough women in, in STEM, right? Uh, right? So I think it's this whole ecosystem of like, if we don't have enough women in STEM, that's also why we don't have enough, you know, um, women that are, uh, you know, quote unquote, in that pipeline to get like funded. And it's, it's just no, and I love what you're saying. I love what you're saying about uh, we want more women in STEM, in science, and technology. Uh, and uh, I want to know why you think we don't. And I want to talk about your product, of course, because you were one of the seven finalists in our She Angels Pitch Fest competition. 
Um, and the reason that our She Angels investors picked you as a finalist is that you have such an extraordinary innovation. And it's just like you said, you know, sometimes um, for an inventor, I think you look at a situation and you think it's just common sense that this needs to be this product. And it, it's so funny. It, it, it's so simple when you think about it, but then nobody's thought about it before. And, and so we're going to talk about what that product is. And I, I want to know first, why do you think there aren't more women in STEM? Do you think it's because we're raised with a mentality that women don't go into science and technology, but that's changing, of course. But so what, what do you think that is? Because you grew up with, you seem to have been born with that curiosity. Yeah. Um, I thought a lot about it. And I think it's a mixture, yeah, of like, um, you know, education and, but I think a big thing, right, is what they say, like the lack of examples, uh, right? If you look at uh, uh, the statues, right, or, or, or people that are celebrated and scientists and innovators, there's very few women. Like, I mean, there's the classic examples of Marie Curie, you know. And, uh, <laughs> well, I, actually, I actually had been looking this up because I wanted to know some innovators. The funny thing is, uh, Adriana, is that there are more than we think. And I, sometimes I'm just amazed to think, like one of the first computer programmers was a woman. Like, who yeah. knew? And hey, that lady, you know, Ada. I, Ada yeah, I feel like it's not that celebrated or known, but there's actually more than we think. Uh, yeah. But I do think it has to do with our upbringing and that that is changing. And thank goodness women like you just break through that stereotype and are leading the way to inspire other young women to get into it. Yeah, no, thank you. I hope so. I hope so. Because I do think it's sometimes it's it's innate, right? Um, my, my parents are lawyers, you know, they, they always say we're the last ones to know anything about technology and programming. <laughs> like, where did you come from? <laughs> but, um, but my, my um, the person who changed my life uh, was the, my computer science teacher at high school. Um, she was my math teacher. Um, she had heard a lot about me from my other science teachers. And so she came to me on a school break before I picked my, my classes for the last two years of high school. And she said, I've heard a lot about you. Uh, I want you to look into computer science and take my class. Um, but you know, she, she was a computer scientist and from her generation there, you know, there were so few. So I think I had to meet like a, a woman like her yes. uh, that then made it, for me, it was a no brainer. I was like, of course, you know, and then I was the only woman <laughs> in the computer and science she class. she probably saw herself in you and that you know there's the whole cycle of one help you know I, this this program and everything we do with she angels is about women helping women i really do think that that's what helps solve this issue of underfunding and having more women in things like science and technology is someone like yourself brings you know 10 other people along and 10 other women and uh, you know that's what men have been doing for years. They bring in their buddies and they bring in their friends, and hopefully now they'll bring in their sisters and daughters and wives. Uh, but until then, also it's important for women to bring along women. And I I know you're an inspiration to a lot of women listening who have ideas and they don't really know where to get started. And I think that you know we want this program to be about you know, resources and mentorship and funding so that people that, women that do have great ideas can get them out there. Yeah. So let's talk about your unique product. Uh, Lilu uh, produces a bra that does something for women that are nursing that has never been done before. 
uh, like you said, there was the antiquated pump and that this is a self, uh, like an automated massaging um, bra because yeah. normally they'd have to do it themselves um, yeah, yeah. and it frees them up, frees up their hands. It does it uh, themselves uh, in a, also something more fashionable, but yeah, yeah. it also produces more milk more quickly, right? So right. that, you know, where the, like you're saying, these important working women have to get back to work. They might only be able to nurse for six months where research shows it's good for them to be able to drink this milk for up to two years. And yeah. so it facilitates how, how efficient it is uh, and, and provides it for a longer time, lets people get back to work. Like, tell us all the pluses of your invention and how it works. Yeah, of course. Um, um, so our invention, the legal massage bra, is um, FDA class one device um, that uh, mimics what's known in the lactation world as hands-on pumping, uh, which are breast massage and breast compression techniques. Um, it's uh, using our patented pneumatic massage technology. And what it's doing is, uh, yeah, throughout a mom's pumping session, it will provide a massage. And why we, why we really focus on massage is because there's plenty of research out there, clinical evidence already that shows that massage can make a really big difference for a mom who's breast pumping. And what I always tell people is like, well, when you have a, a healthy baby that's breastfeeding and then you compare that to you know, some of the, you know, most efficient breast pumps, and there's still like a gap in efficiency of, you know, um, you know, 50% or, or something like, uh, and the way we measure this is by the amount of milk that is left in the breast. And why is this really important is because it's that amount of milk that's left in the breast or removed that dictates how effectively a mom is going to be able to produce, continue to produce milk. And um, that's how weaning begins. If you don't remove that milk, that's how weaning begins. And that's why so many moms that are pumping actually struggle to produce, you know, the, the, the amount that their baby needs. So when we saw this gap in efficiency and we're like, how are we going to solve it? Massage, uh, it's kind of been proven and tested clinically. There's also like, you know, there's been hundreds because moms have been breastfeeding for thousands of years. You know, there's so much anecdotal evidence, right? And even like sit, not, sit down with a mom who's breast pumping and actually ask her to massage her breasts. And immediately you'll see, you know, the the increased milk, uh, moms, many moms do the massage because it allows them to pump faster. But yeah, those benefits go, there's of course the benefits for the baby ultimately, which is why moms even, you know, bother to, to do this because it's so much work and so much effort. Um, and uh, interestingly enough, right, with the, with the current like health crisis, many moms that, you know, already were determined to breastfeed for six months are now really try, trying to make it to those 12 months or even 24 months because of all the immunity boosting properties of breast milk. But then reality hits and like moms are so busy, right? There's so much research right now or like articles showing how busier moms are now than ever before because you're working, but you're also at home. You don't have daycare. You don't have the support system that, that uh, moms were building up. Uh, and so now, uh, you know, we were really surprised. We were actually kind of worried during the pandemic how, how uh, sales were going to go, but they've actually kept growing and growing and growing. And it's because moms are trying to breastfeed. They're still super, super busy or busier than ever before. And what our bra allows moms to do is to, again, continue to um, pump that milk that now their partner can help them do feedings, you know, or they can schedule and have a little bit more control of their own time, but they're also able to multitask. So, you know, instead of sitting there and having to massage their own breasts, they can 
um, uh, be multitasking, be on their emails, you know, or taking care of their of, 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 of the child. All it's these other things that even if you're winning or like, you know, five minutes per pumping session, but that, that adds up, you know, to like 15, 20 minutes every day. And then we're talking about a time period of, you know, six, 12 months, it really does add up. And, uh, you know, our time is the mo one of the most valuable things we all have. So even if, you know, it's about making uh, a mom's uh, day a little bit easier, having her uh, like a little bit more control about, you know, her, her time, um, but then also very quantifiable uh, increase in breast milk production. So that's why, you know, our product, you know, we felt that like you said, like, why hasn't something like this been done before? It's incredible uh, that you've thought of it and invented it. It's so necessary. Like you said, more timely than ever as women are so busy, especially in the current situation where, you know, they have so much on their plate. And I know you have um, gotten over a half a million dollars in investing. What are you looking for now? I can't imagine that somebody wouldn't want to invest in this. It's such an incredible product. What a great opportunity to be in on the ground floor of. And I know our angel investors are very interested, our she angel investors. Uh, that's why you're one of our finalists. And uh, they told me that they actually asked some of the uh, nursing women in their investment circle and they raved about your product. They thought it was like the greatest thing since sliced bread. Um, they, you know, so you got really good feedback from their circle. And um, what, what exactly is the investment you're looking for right now? Yeah, I love that. Um, so we are actually, um, you know, we, we had opened a, uh, this angel round and we are, uh, We've, thought, we've gotten some great commitments, uh, mostly women angels, and we're very excited about that. So we've raised uh, 200,000 in this round. So, you know, hopefully one of the things we really want to do is uh, there's so few women and Latina women that have raised over a million. Um, we're, you know, <laughs> getting there. So well, we're going to change that. <laughs> <laughs> so we're, we're, we're getting there. Um, and you know what we're doing with this um, um, funds is one is we're, um, again, we've seen great sales, so we're running out of inventory. So, you know, we can't, we can't uh, produce fast enough. And, and I want to mention while you're talking about when you give that final number, what you're looking for, that you've already partnered up with Children's Hospital in Philly uh, with yeah. the program. You have an online store, which will give the address, and uh, you're working on launching with Amazon. So the funding will go to social media influencer marketing, to aligning exactly. with Amazon and, and doing everything to grow the business worldwide. Um, so what is that number that you're looking for? Uh, yeah, so from, uh, from this uh, round, we have uh, 150,000 left um, in, the, in the round uh, with the 200,000 that already got committed in the last, Fantastic. Uh, actually, actually in this last uh, two weeks. So we're very and excited about that. What is, what is the um, uh, address that someone could buy the bra or contact you about investing in the company? Yeah, so the bra, we have our online store and all of our social media handles are wearlilu.com. That's uh, W-E-A-R-L-I-L-U.com. Wearlilu.com. I mean, and that's the website too? That's our website. Uh, on Instagram, website. you can follow us at wearlilu, uh, LinkedIn, Facebook, um, and Twitter. <laughs> so right. and uh, please, uh, follow us on the social media Chi Angels and find out about uh, Adriana and the Lilu as well. And um, yeah, I mean, what you're doing is amazing and what an amazing opportunity. We want to get more women investing in women and yeah. uh, 
as, as anyone listening could hear, this is a great opportunity for a groundbreaking idea. Uh, you know, the Dalai Lama says the Western women will save the world and you are amongst those. And yeah, this is definitely changing. Uh, one, one thing that I wanted to mention is just, uh, you know, for us, the Lilu Massage Brace was also just the beginning. Kind of how I was saying how math has been the building block of my career. The Lilu Massage Brace is just the building block uh, for Lilu. What we really are working on is, um, you know, developing a line of products, smart ga garments and accessories that are designed to relieve postpartum pain. Right. Um, we've identified multiple other areas that are under, you know, um, under underserved opportunities. Um, and we can use our core technology and our core competencies to, um, you know, build smart accessories to enhance the journey of early motherhood. And, uh, you know, you have other products in the product line, in the, exactly. in the, in the uh, product in the line. line. Yeah, exactly. In the pipeline. Yeah, wonderful. Well, thank you so much for being a guest and sharing your amazing story and an incredible product. Uh, another phenomenal female founder. We're happy to uh, showcase here on Invest in Her. Um, everyone listening, uh, just remember to invest in her and make it a great week and follow us at She Angels. We appreciate you tuning in. Make it a great day. Our theme music was created and produced by Lindsay Tomasic.